we had great situational hits as a team, and I think that was a big part of us moving on and getting into the World Series. I like to say, you know, like the first 30 games, uh, you see the league balance out. When we get there, you know, we'll know more about our team, and you know, like, and we'll know what we really need to do. I've seen the inside of the clubhouse, how these guys get along together, the, the coaching staff, the manager. It's a well-oiled machine as far as uh, continuity. There's no easy games in baseball, but we have teams that we should play very well against. Speaking of sports, good morning, The Daily Show. Hope you all had a good weekend. Baseball-wise, we can't be anything but happy with uh, two, two out of three, although there's a, there is a disclaimer in there, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. Before we dive in to Houston, let's talk a bit about what the standings looks like as we wrap up the, the first month. I always think it's interesting to project a little bit you know there's frauds out there. You know the first month doesn't you know, necessarily forecast what it's going to look like at the end. But then again, it is the first month of baseball, and uh, it starts to establish some pattern. American League, you got Tampa Bay at 23-6, and six, which is absolutely ridiculous, 14-2 at home, plus run differential is good for the season. There's a lot of teams that won't come anywhere near this in, in four years plus 103, which is absolutely insane. And, you know, everybody talked about the uh, Orioles being for real, certainly with the bats. Well, guess what? 19-9 says something. I mean, you could do your own prognostications as to how you, you know, who's a fraud and who's not. The Red Sox are, are hitting the ball so far, and uh, not much pitching, but 15-14. and 14. And who would expect to see the Yankees? in last place in that division, which is very unique. Check this out. The American League East has run differential in the positive. That's green print for all five teams. I can't recall the last time I've seen that. It is very rare. Of course, the American League Central tries to make up for it very quickly with all the teams in the red run differential, with the exception of Minnesota at the top at 17 and 12. We can live with that. That's not a giant surprise. I'll tell you who the fraud is in, in that uh, division, and that is the White Sox. They had high expectations last year, actually the year before that. Tony LaRusso and, and all. And 8-21 and, and and is horrific with a minus 65. So if you take Tampa Bay plus 103 and minus 65, you're damn near at 170 difference. Now that is pretty remarkable for one month. You have to agree. And then in the West, you have Texas who, you know, we played Texas. You thought they were, you know, kind of like, Bad losses, maybe. Well, not so much. 17-11 at the top. Houston, who will obviously get into it, 15-13. and 13. The Angels at 15-14. and 14. Uh, No real surprise other than that. The East National League, Atlanta. At, I just feel Atlanta getting momentum. I, I know you do, too. You almost think right now, can we really run down the Braves? I don't think there's too many people out there that believe we can. Yeah, it's early. 18-9 is... Is eighteen and nine, uh, the Mets uh, or the Mutts? I mean, they they don't seem to hit a lot, and they've lost their pitching, but they're fifteen and fifteen and twelve. Our fighting's at fifteen and fourteen. Pittsburgh maybe the biggest surprise yet for sure. I guess at twenty and nine atop the Central. Uh, Milwaukee at eighteen and ten. It's a lot of great stories with the with the Pirates. 
you know, or Andrew McCutcheon making a run for MVP. Not really, but, you know, having a heck of a year. Uh, the Pirates, are, you know, plus 50 run differential. The Cubs, a surprise. They have a formidable lineup. Take a look at their lineup. They've got some some really good hitting one through six. They can really, really hit. I, I think the Cubbies are going to play plus 500 ball and hang around. So it's going to be a fun summer at Wrigley Field, no doubt about it. The second big surprise uh, after the first month has to be the Cardinals. What a formidable lineup they looked like they had. They came out of the season with all 300 hitters for the first nine days. Looked like they're all going to hit 300 for the season at 10 and 19. Cardinals are a bit of a mystery, as Boa said, uh, or as we refer to them, as Bo said, uh, they lack pitching, and they do. They, they lack pitching, but they can hit. So we'll see what happens with the Cardinals. Last but not least, Arizona high atop the West at 16 and 13. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of a surprise too. Although the Dodgers at 16 and 13 identical record, we didn't. I didn't have high expectations of the Dodgers. They're playing about what I expected. San Diego, the biggest of all fraud stamps so far. You look at that lineup, and look when you when you turn on a Padres game, you think you're looking at the All Star team for the National League. I mean, and it's just unbelievable how much they're loaded. It doesn't always work out that way in baseball. It, you, it's, it's happened before. San Fran's going to struggle, and do I really need to talk about Colorado? My God, if that's not a triple-A team. Uh, hats off, 3-1, Friday night. Nola does a nice job. Bottom of the lineup pits. Eight innings pitch for Nola, three-hitter. Pitch economy, 107 over 72. What does that mean? You know, he's throwing a lot of strikes, 72 strikes, 107 pitches. Of course, uh, that nightmare in the bullpen comes in for one, two, three, lights out Alvarado. He's just, I'll tell you, watching him is the most fun I've had in a while, watching any one particular player. 0.73 ERA, is that crazy? We do a nice job against Valdez, the guy that won two World Series games. Let's not forget him. Gave up two runs at 12 and uh, one-third innings. And uh, Castellanos, uh, as our, our buddy would say, Rob, make an unbelievable catch, having a great game, and a little showmanship after the catch. He's hot. I think he's back. We'll talk about him in a bit, too. I did not see it, but did the mascot really flaunt the World Series ring on the Jumbotron? I'm hearing that uh, the Phillies players did uh, not take very kindly to it. Apparently, there was some added motivation, and who could blame them? Now, the Astros, you know, limped in to, to this series. Uh, they've had Alvarez out. He's back. McCormick, Brantley, the big guy, Altuve. And, man, I've always said, and, and those devoted listeners know, that when you take the, one of the main guys out, all other pieces are immediately exposed a little bit. And that is so true. Whenever we played a team and a star player didn't get out of the car, I did a rain dance right away because the other really good players suddenly were not as good because there's just room. There's room to pitch around and play defense differently. When the star's not there... It's just an entirely different uh, outlook. And the players know that right away, too. And Altuve is the, uh, he's the straw that stirs a drink. 6-1 on Saturday. Great job by Wheeler. Looked like Knowles game a little bit. Six innings pitch, three hits, seven Ks. Pitch economy, 104 over 70. Tell me he wasn't pitching with a little bit of added motivation, too. After last year, uh, Phillies with six extra base hits. OPS started to kick in. Bottom of the lineup again, you know, four, uh, they're producing the runs. 
8 for 14, K3 for 4. Problem for that game, game 2 there is runners in scoring position. You know, 2 for 12, that is a problem. Uh, we'll talk about that with the next game. Nick Castellanos with a, a ball that hits the train tracks. Very impressive. Uh, Sunday, not as not as great. We have a 4-3 loss, but 2 out of 3 we'll take. We'll, I think it's the fourth straight series that we've, uh, we've won 2 out of 3. You'll always take that, even though it was a wounded, less than full horsepower Houston. Runners in scoring position Sunday. This is going to alarm you. 0 for 8 for the last two games, 2 for 20. Runners in scoring position. And that's that's pandemic level. You're, you're not going to win. And that's haunted us this year, season to date, last year. There's just a different vibe when there's runners on base. Falter, not so good. Get knocked around a little bit early. But you know what? Once again, you, you'll you'll take the loss. There's a million different ways we could have won the game. You know, one, one run losses bother me very much because when you reconstruct the game, you look at the many different ways that we could have eliminated or scored an extra run. Unfortunately, time doesn't allow me to go through all of them. One one losses are a nightmare. Our, our boy Turner, we warned of a drop this year in performance based on his OPS of 800 last year. Last nine games, he is uh, 5 for 38, two extra base hits for 13 Ks uh, with nobody on base. He's batting 312 and with runners on 167. I know that's the takeaway point so far. His sidekick, uh, scoreboard, you know, 4 for 23, one extra base hit, 11 Ks. Let's put them together, why don't we? 9 for 61 with three extra base hits and 24 Ks. That's the deplorable and people wonder why we're not scoring runs when we have a bunch of 300 hitters if you spread the data uh, and take a look at the run production and all of the team stats the Phillies stand out as a bit of an anomaly you know why do they have fairly low run production drop down to 4.23 yeah Houston's got a lot of pitching and yet they're third in uh, second batting average today and third at OPS. That's because of the way we stack this lineup, and we've talked about that before. I just gave you the stats for Turner and Schwarber, and yet they're you know up there at, at two and three, and you've had a bunch of other 300 hitters around them. That is a problem. you got to stack your lineup you know, to win. The top of the lineup has been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, seven for 52, top of the order. Talk about hitty woes, right? I, I know uh, our skipper doesn't believe in shuffling the lineup, but that is ridiculous. I mean, you're just killing yourself with guys below that. You know, Stott, of course, is bad at leadoff, but Casty, Marsh, Baum, Sosa, for the month, all hit 300, and yet your lineup wasn't stacked to take advantage of that. When guys are cold, if, if you're just going to leave them there, you're going to have hitters below that, the bottom of the order, with two hits, and you're going to have low run production. you got to stack your offense, and there's just no other way around that. So, I mean, we're talking about Turner right now, his, his uh, slash line, 260, 300 on base, slug 374, and OPS. How about this? You're not going to believe it. I hope you're sitting down. 674, minus one defensive run, saved at shortstop. His RF9, which is a range number, how, how, you know, basically the balls that he gets to in a nine-inning game, 3.45. His career low and below the middle of the pack for shortstops right now 
in Major League Baseball, I got to tell you something. It's it's not good. It is not good with Turner. Is this the low part of it for the season? I think so. But, man, if this guy doesn't turn things around soon, <laughs> I think we got, what, 40-year contract, too. Defense, you saw last night, the night we're out there between Schwarber and Marsh. That type of play continues. The throw home is weak. He rolls it in. I mean, it, there's just no arm in the left field at all. You know what play really bothered me? It was Turner going back when the pop-up, I think it was the fifth, when the ball dropped and Schwarber made the throw home I'm talking about. If you are, if you have any type of way of replaying that, take a look at it, and you'll see that Turner wants no parts of the baseball. Now, that has happened throughout the season on Turner going back. I have exchanged thoughts with people on that, and he looks really soft going back. I know uh, I wouldn't want to get hit by Schwarber. Either. He's built like a, a linebacker, but you got to go back hard. That is requisite. That is part of the game. You, you get runners on, and you have a pop up over your shoulder. You got to turn and rock and roll. You got to go hard. You got to rely on hearing the defensive player calling the ball. But until that happens, Major League Baseball says you got to go 100%. If you get to the play, examine it, take a look at it. He's a three-quarter speed at best, and then he shoulders up, wants no part of a potential collision, and the ball drops about four feet in back of him. That, in my book, uh, is a problem. you, you got to go hard when runs on base, and that's what Utley did unbelievable. Um, Utley used to be unbelievable at going over his shoulder, going deep, getting the first. First of all, being in the right position, then going like a man with his hair on fire uh, on those balls that were in a little bit in the gap there. Turner doesn't do that, and it's it's a big problem. And he's so far certainly not a, a stellar shortstop. But I don't want to sound negative. We took two out of three as we head into the the Dodgers, and and that's that's a good thing. Uh, seven and three, the last ten, not bad. Fourth place, ah, eh, it's too early to worry about where you are in the standings. Uh, how about our Marlins, who last year we talked about losing, I don't know, well, what the heck was it, 43 one-run games? And how about the Marlins being 9-0 and now in one-run games? We said on this podcast many times last year, what would the Marlins look like if they had, like, one or two more bats? And they got this... Louise, uh, <laughs> I won't even try his last name, Amirez, Avarez, what the heck it is. This guy in the minor leagues, check this out, batted 348, 309, 350, 385, 320, 344. You think they waited a little too long to bring him in? Six years consecutively of those batting averages of the minors? So then he comes up, is that a fluke? Well, 334, 321, 300, you know, 316 and 438. This cat's turning Major League Baseball into slow-pitch softball. Unbelievable. He's got a war so far of 1.7, best in Major League Baseball. He's all of 5'9", 170, soaking wet. And uh, what a fun player to uh, watch. And he will not strike out. I think he had two strikeouts in 14,000 at bats last season. What a player. So the Marlins now in the division uh, have to, you have to contend with the Martin. They got the pitchy in the Marlins and they've added the bats and uh, they're going to hang around. They're going to be uh, somebody, not a force, but a team to, to reckon with. 
that's speaking of sports the daily edition uh we'll be back tomorrow for a, a daily show and covering the phillies i hope you all had a great weekend i hope you have a great week hope you enjoy the show and uh over and out we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow